Welcome to another episode of Uncle Tom Talks with Derek Wilburn here on a lovely Tuesday evening. Uncle Tom Talks is here to bring you some good news in the culture wars. Without further ado, let's give you Mr. Derek Wilburn. Welcome in. Welcome, welcome to the Tuesday edition of this week's Uncle Tom Talks. I am Derek Wilburn. The man you hear spinning the discs and making it all happen back at the mothership today is Zach. And I am going to lighten and brighten your spirits today, patriots. Uh, you know, so much bad news. So much bad news. It just gets worse by the minute. I was just surfing the UK Daily Mail, uh, lining the Biden minute for giving 40,000 student loan debts. Just forgiving it, just wiping it off the, you know, people, this money just, it's gonna fall out of the sky. It's unbelievable the way they're governing our country. But there is good news. And I am at the center of much of that good news. And I'm gonna share with you some things that you are really, uh, you're gonna feel better. You're gonna feel better about your country, about the future of your country, about what's going on. But before I get that far, I wanna do a little cleanup, a, a little revisiting uh, from the last Uncle Tom Talks show uh, and, and hammer home a point that I want to hammer if you were here. So Uncle Tom Talks, I think we're in our about sixth month now, maybe. I think we started in October, November, whatever. I don't know. Um, so we're still ironing out some wrinkles. Um, the green screen you see behind me is is not yet perfect. There's pixelation around white in my cat. You know, that we're working on that. The sound isn't great. Um, the acoustics of this room aren't what they need to be. So we're still dialing some things in. And one of the problems that Uncle Tom Talks has is my bandwidth isn't what it needs to be. So I'm working on getting that bumped up. But every now and then, as you've noticed, the show pixelates. It falls behind a quarter of a second. Then it catches up and these things happen. And last Uncle Tom Talks, just as I was clarifying something, that I went back and watched it. And a point that I really wanted to make, we had some pixelation and technical difficulties and I looked and sounded like Max Headroom for a little while. You got to be a little, you have to be a certain age to know who Max Headroom was. So I want to go back and clean that up real quick because uh, I'm doing my best to not turn this show into, uh, I've been in these school board conflicts, as you know. If you hear something, I'm having work done on my house. There's workers up there with hammers and saws. Um, so I've spent a lot of time on school boards the last handful of shows, and I'm not going to do that today, except that I want to clarify this. So Tim Hoffman has drawn my ire. If you've been watching Uncle Tom Talks, um, you know. We're not up to that image yet, uh, Zach. Um, if you haven't, conservative-daily.com. You can go to my podcast page, find the archives. Uh, you can see it all. Uh, this guy, Tim Hoffman, had a poem read on his behalf at the March 3rd school district meeting that uh, the school district I live in that my kids go to had a poem read that I thought was revolting used this I used this podcast to expose it and Mr. Hoffman then sent me a cease and desist letter which was completely just a waste of time it was amateurish at best he's not an attorney and even if he were he has no legal standing so he sends me a cease and desist letter I then read that on Uncle Tom Talks I then posted that uh, podcast to my YouTube channel. He then sends YouTube a fake copyright claim, claims to have copyrights to this poem, which he does not, and I can prove that, uh, and gets YouTube to remove it and hit me with a producer with a strike, what's called a copyright strike. You only get three of those on YouTube, and then you get kicked off. 
And I decided to expose all this. And then on the last Uncle Tom Talks, I exposed something for the first time that this Hoffman character has been harassing me on my website. So right when I started talking about this, I noticed that the show started pixelating and it was hard to hear. So I'm going to re-show that and we'll move on to the good news of the day. So Hoffman, a local liberal activist, or I don't know who he is, he's here in the community, uh, very, very far to the left, which I'm far to the right. I mean, so what? We live where we live ideologically. But after I read that poem on my podcast, the next day or two, he jumps on my website, blackandconservative.com, where you can read my bio and you can leave comments and what have you. And he starts trolling me on my own website, but using a fake name. So let's put up that image, Zach. Now you can put it up. I think it's number four, if I remember correctly. So this is a screen capture from my admin view of my webpage. Posts by a gentleman named Sonny, calling himself Sonny Hampton. From the bottom up, Derek Wilburn is so triggered by a silly little poem. So triggered. And I responded to that. I said something. I don't know. And then he replied, there once, he, he writes another poem. He's big on poems. There once was a coward named D, a politician he wanted to be. He spent most of his time getting mad about my rhyme. He's irrelevant. I think you'd agree. And what Hoffman didn't realize is that he used the word my, M-Y, my poem, my rhyme. Okay, so what he's done is fake email address on Yahoo, and he's trolling me, pretending to be somebody else. Then, yep, and then on top, after I decided I'm just going to delete this nonsense, the last thing he posted was, come on, Mr. Tough Guy Wilburn, why are you deleting my comments again? Okay, so I put all this on the last Uncle Tom Talks, and some of you didn't get to see it all. So what this Hoffman is doing is he is hiding behind the anonymity that the Internet provides, or that he thinks it provides, to harass me. And I tell you, this is something I have never done, ever, in my life. I have never pretended to be somebody else, to hide my identity so you don't know I'm the one doing the talking or the typing. I don't get down like that. But what Hoffman doesn't realize is, A, he used the word my. Okay, he sets himself up a Yahoo Mail account as Sonny Hampton, but he calls the poem my poem. And what he also doesn't realize is that he has an IP. We all have an IP, an internet protocol number. You have an IP. Everyone is assigned an IP by your ISP, your internet service provider. So whoever you have, Comcast, Xfinity, Cox Cable, AT&T, doesn't matter. When you signed up for your internet service, you were assigned an IP, an internet protocol number, and that IP is a fingerprint. I know about this stuff. It's a fingerprint. So it doesn't matter where you go on the web, you're you. So you can go to Gmail and set up a Gmail account as Tom Jones, and then you can go to Yahoo and set up an email account as Betty Jones. And then you can go to Rocket Mail and set up one there as Philip Jones. Does You can do all that stuff, but your IP still points back to you. And as a WordPress admin, which I am, I can see your IP. If you come on my website, the Black and Conservative website, I can see your IP. And it tells me everything. Your name, your ISP, 
your street address, all of it. Okay? So I know it's you, Hoffman. So he sends me a phony cease and desist letter, lies to YouTube and claims to own a copyright he does not own, hides behind a fake email address to troll me, thinking that I won't know that it's him, and then he has the gall to turn around and call me the coward. Well, Hoffman, I'm no coward. Not by any stretch of the imagination. There is not a cowardly bone in my body. Not one. So I'll repeat the offer. Anytime you want to get together, look me in the eye and call me Mr. Tough Guy to my face, all you have to do is tell me when and where. I'll be there. Guarantee they're early. Fuck in. I'm sitting right there waiting. Promise you that. But you won't do that. You can probably cook up another email address and pretend to be somebody else. Okay, moving along. So that was just a recap of what some of you didn't see on the last show because we had some technical. For all of you didn't see it this time. I can't tell until I go back and watch the show after the fact. TCA Titans. The Titan Invitational is Friday night. And my son is going to do what he does. He's going to run the 1600 meter. He's going to run a leg of the 4 by 400 meter. And I don't know what else he's going to run, but he's qualified for state already in three or four different events. You may not know this about me. So depending on who you are, so some of you may have been following me on social media and as a political pundit for 10 years. Some of you may just stumbled upon Uncle Tom Talks and have no clue. Uh, I'm more of a local and regional character than national, and that's fine with me. But you know, I, I'm more than just somebody that sits around and runs my great big fat mouth uh, about school boards. Uh, I founded and run a program called the POC, People of Color Capital Interns. Here's our logo. Uh, Mixmaster, go ahead and throw image, uh, image four up. This is the logo for the POC capital interns and this is part one of a two-parter so if you want to see the second half of this you have to come back Thursday night but here's where there's hope what I do through this organization is I travel the country I've been on college campuses from coast to coast and we recruit young black American college students and send them to Washington DC to work as interns on Capitol Hill and we change them for life for life. The program is, is, is wildly successful in a number of ways, which I'm going to talk about on Thursday night. But tonight I want to get the, the foundation poured. Can conservatism reach ethnic minority voters? Yes, it can. Not easy. Not going to happen overnight, but can be done. And I'm proving it can be done through this program. So I hire black American college students and Latino American college students. We've had them from, from University of Arizona. We've had them from California State Fullerton. We've had them from St. John's. We've had them from Florida A&M and all points in between. And then I send them to Washington, D.C. to work in a paid internship. So I pay the internship. They're paid for the summer. We pay for their airfare to and from, and we pay for their summer lodging. 
See, the reason most kids that would like to do an internship in Washington, D.C., they can't because it's just too expensive. Most of these internships go to children of privilege. It's just that simple. It's just they go to. Have you ever been to Washington? Have you been to D.C. lately? It was like sixteen ninety-five for a grilled cheese sandwich with French fries. I mean, five hundred bucks a night for hotels. It, it, Washington D. You, you can't. If mom and dad can't stroke a check, it's going to be very difficult for you to go and live there for the summer. So what I want to do tonight, tonight on Uncle Tom talks, and we're not going to do um, real fake headlines tonight because this is the first of a two-part series. It's going to take all my time, but you want to see this. I was invited to give a presentation to. Um, a, a, a conference in Florida. This was at the Ritz-Carlton, Naples, Florida. This is in uh, so, uh, winter of 2018. So this is a few years ago when this program was in its infancy. I was just getting it off the ground. I was invited to come give a presentation on the people of color. At that point, it was called um, Conservatives of All Colors Internship Program. I rebranded it. And um, they recorded the presentation. And it's on the internet today. And I want to show this to you. Uh, get comfortable. My entire speech here is about 18, 20 minutes long. But if you've never seen this, and if you don't believe there's hope for reaching ethnic minorities with the truth about conservatism, get ready because there is hope. And this is how I explained that hope to a room full of people at the Ritz Carlton in Naples, Florida, a few years ago. There was, I don't know, a couple hundred people there. I don't know how many people there. there. Um, but I spoke right before George Will. Thursday night dinner, primetime presentation was me. So let's roll. Um, I believe it's cut number one, Zach. Let's let the people see cut number one. Again, folks, this is about 18, 19 minutes. So get comfortable. You're going to like this a lot. So one of the favorite parts of my job is uh, I, I like to travel around this country. It's one of... I get to travel to, to, to you know, almost all the, the, the 50 states. And then I get to, when I'm traveling, meet incredible people and just incredible activists. And what's really special is when I get a chance to meet incredible people who are solving a big problem. So getting into this election season, you're probably going to hear about Republicans spending tens of millions of dollars on, on minority outreach. And it's probably not going to work so well. But earlier last year, I was at an event and I met a gentleman, Derek, who's gonna come up on stage and join me here in a second. And he was talking about a program that he was doing. He wasn't spending tens of millions of dollars. In fact, I think he's probably spending tens of hundreds of dollars. And while he's doing that, he is single-handedly making an amazing change and doing more that to do of minority and black outreach than anyone else I've met. So with that, I'm really pleased to share with you one of the special people I've met doing this job, Derek. Before I get to the meat of the presentation and what I've, I have to tell you how I came to be here tonight, because uh, Adam kind of undersold it. Uh, we were together at an event where I spoke and gave a presentation somewhat similar to what the one I'm going to give here. And afterwards, he came up to me and said, I love what you're doing. I, 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 how can we partner with you? How can we support you? I said, there's a number of ways. He told me about this thing here in April. And I said, you know, uh, I could come down in April and present to your people. And he said, that's possible. Uh, <laughs> let me think about it. We got a different breed of people. I don't know if they're quite ready, but let, let, me, let me percolate on it. I said, fine. And uh, being the type of personality that I am, I waited all of about a week and called Adam on the phone and said, Adam, I'm free in April. I'd love to come down and present to your folks. He said, Derek, I've been thinking about it. I've watched your YouTubes. 
Uh, I don't know if our people are quite ready for your style of presentation. Um, let, me, let me think about it some more. I said, that's fine. Hung up the phone. Waited another week. Called him again. Said, Adam, I think this is something that needs to happen in April. I'm, I'm free. I'll be glad to come. He said, Derek, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I've been thinking about it. Our people just, they aren't, they aren't ready. They're just, they're not quite ready. So finally, I said, you know, Adam, I'll do it for free. And he said, now they're ready. So uh, I, I get no respect. So I don't have t time for Bizme to give a big, long biography. So long short is I'm a backyard activist. I uh, got fed up with what I saw happening in my country a number of years ago, about six or eight years ago. I've uh, been a conservative for 25 years and passionate about reaching the ethnic minority community with the principles and the truth of conservatism, because conservatism works for everybody, regardless of skin color. But Republicans, God bless them, just haven't figured it out in 50 years. So I said, uh, I'll figure it out. So I started the Rocky Mountain Black Conservatives in my backyard. Uh, we would get together, members of the black community, we would invite a speaker, a conservative speaker, and talk about ways to improve our community. It grew, I live in Colorado Springs, it grew to Denver, it grew to Phoenix. Next thing you know, I'm a political activist. Happened to me, I didn't happen to it, wasn't looking for it. Um, just ended up in the right place at the right time, God breathed on it, and away we go. Um, and then, last summer, so I'm gonna to talk to you tonight about a program I've begun. Last summer, or summer before last now, you may remember this. The Speaker of the House tweeted a picture of himself and an intern class. This was in June of 2016, so summer before last. And of course the liberals saw that and they jumped on board and they tweeted a picture of their own. I saw that and said to myself, you know what? That needs to never happen again. That needs to never happen again. We've got to do something about that. I said, that needs to never happen again. Somebody has to do something about that. Well, since somebody, everybody, nobody, and me are the same person, I launched the Conservatives of All Colors internship program last year. On the screen now, I can only point to on one side, but this is Evan from Arizona State University. This is Hannah from the University of Colorado. This is Kendall from Grand Canyon University. This is Afri from Oral Roberts. Catherine from Pikes Peak College. This is Gregory from Florida A&M University. This is Jamari from St. John's. Corrine from the University of Maryland. And this is Grant from the University of Northern Colorado. These, these nine young people reported for work on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., working for conservative legislators last June, last summer, and worked all summer and came home in early August. If I were to give this presentation a title, I would call it Changing DNA. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that in a minute, but Changing DNA. So our interns, we put this thing together. When I say we, my team, I, me and a small little group of people, about 15 of me and my friends in, in Colorado, I've uh, been working diligently on the streets. We do our outreach, the only place that it counts, on the streets. We go to the Martin Luther King festivals. We go to the NAACP meetings. We get embedded and build relationship. From that platform, we can then talk policy. And it's been successful. We've been at it for a number of years. So our interns flew to, George, flew to Washington, D.C. last summer. The internship itself was paid 
They were paid $1,500 for a seven-week internship. These aren't kids that are in a position where they could just not make any money all summer, right? They, they had to have a job. We paid for their transportation, their airfare to and from Washington, D.C., and we paid for their housing. They lived in the dorms at George Washington University. So this way, when we're sitting at the kitchen table with mom and dad, we can assure them that my baby's going to have some place to lay his or her head at night. So we secured a block of dorm rooms at George Washington University. Then, while they were there in Washington, D.C., we got to send them on some excursions. I uh, have a relationship with the American Enterprise Institute, another right-leaning think tank. Uh, they had a formal dinner, so I got them sponsored a table, and they got to go to a formal dinner and sit in an environment like this. And what they saw and what they learned was, these people don't hate me. These people don't want to see me fail. These are really nice people. We began changing their DNA. Many of you have read Arthur Brooks' amazing book, The Conservative Heart. Arthur gave each one of our interns a copy of the book, signed it, spent a few minutes talking to them, uh, and to introducing them to the economic principles of empowerment that we believe in through conservative policy. So they began getting their DNA changed. We set up opportunities for them to meet with key influencers in Washington, D.C., people who could speak to what is it like being black and working on Capitol Hill. Many of you know, former chief of staff, Paul Ryan, David Hope, black man. Uh, Senator Scott gave us some of his time. As you can see, he's a big Clemson fan, <laughs> big, uh, big South Carolina guy, posed for the requisite selfie with our interns. And the number one experience, I did exit interviews with all of our interns. The number one experience for almost all nine of them, for seven out of nine was their time with Senator Scott. They said he made an impression he was nothing like what I expected because what they expected was what they've been seeing on MSNBC. What they expected was what they've been seeing on CNN and reading on the blogs about this Uncle Tom sellout. But then they sit with him for a couple hours and they realize that's not true. We changed their DNA. <laughs> Got to spend some time. With another young lady you may recognize, Congresswoman Mia Love, got to spend some time with our interns as well. There was a lot of activity on Capitol Hill with the Korean Peninsula last year, of course, as you all recall. Well, the South Korean ambassador was in town. How many people get that photograph? So one of our interns was in an office that he was in, posed for a picture with her. That's changing her DNA. And let me tell you what I mean by that. We are all products of our formative years. Right? There are certain things that you have seen, heard, or experienced that you can never unsee, never unexperience, never unremember. Right? So my parents' generation, what my mom and dad can never unremember is dogs being turned on people, hoses being turned on people. You can't eat at this table, boy. You go around back and get your food out the back door. Signs above bathroom windows, above bathroom doors colored, white. My parents can never unsee that. These young people can never unremember their experience last summer. They are forever imprinted on the truth about conservatives and Republicans as a result of pictures and experiences just like this. This is Gregory from Florida A&M University, one of our historically black colleges and universities in Tallahassee. This is what he said to me in his exit interview about Congressman Trey Gowdy, for whom he worked last summer. Gregory was one of our more liberal interns. In his entrance interview, he told me that he believes people should use the bathroom that they identify with and voted for Hillary Clinton and all that stuff. By the end of the summer, 
his perception of Congressman Gowdy has been completely changed because he didn't learn about Congressman Gowdy from MSNBC or from reading the blogs. He learned about Congressman Trey Gowdy from Congressman Trey Gowdy. The congressman took him to lunch to Applebee's a couple times. They sat and talked about how he feels about the Constitution. And the end of the summer, his DNA has been completely changed about what a great man Trey Gowdy really is. We got them a tour of the White House. So they got a little private deal. They got to go on the other side of the rope that most people don't get to go on. Uh, picture outside of the Oval Office door. Very few people ever get that picture. If you ever do, it might be the last thing that happens to you. Uh, but we got... <laughs> We got them inside the Capitol Dome. A lot of people don't know. You can go up inside of there. So we, got, uh, we worked some connections we have on, on Capitol Hill and got them inside the dome. Beautiful artwork and stuff up there. Uh, beautiful views of the city from the rotunda outside the Capitol Dome. Through some connections I have in law enforcement, we worked through the Department of Justice and got them a tour of the FBI. And they got to see the truth about law enforcement. That the truth is, law enforcement isn't just a bunch of racists that are looking for black guys to shoot. The truth is, this job is hard. And sometimes you're in a situation where lethal force is required. So they got to go through some different drills and things like that. We got them onto Fox News Radio. If you'd have asked these kids at the beginning of the summer, what are the chances you will ever be on Fox News Radio? They would, <laughs> they would have said slim and none and slim has left the building. But I happen to know one of the hosts, that's Jimmy Lakey of Fox News Radio, has called him and said, Jimmy, how about you put our kids on the air, talk about their experience. So they went over there and they did two segments with him on a half of an hour on Fox News Radio. Congressional members gave our students little certificates. This is extremely important. This thing will hang on Kendall's wall for years to come. And people will see that and say, what's that all about? I interned one summer in college for this really awesome Republican. And they treated me so well. And I learned so much. And I now have a referral network that very few other people have. His fraternity brothers and sorority sisters, they see these things and we begin to change their DNA. They're beginning to realize what I had been taught, what I've been told all this time isn't true. This is Jamari. Jamari from St. John's University. We all remember when that crazed Bernie Sanders supporting maniac went hunting Republicans with a rifle last summer. Senator Paul did some amazing work in the days following that. Horrible situation. While our interns didn't receive it on the news, they were there. And Jamari, who interned for Congressman Pete Sessions, in his exit interview, told me Congressman Sessions is an incredible man. Jamari was born in Brooklyn, New York, heart of the hood. He goes to St. John's University in New York, heart of the hood. Pete Sessions is what he would consider the prototypical redneck. Texas cowboy hat wearing, cowboy boot wearing, slow talking Texas, the whole thing, right? Yet he went to the congressman at the baseball game and asked for a picture and told me in his exit interview, what a great man. He got to know me personally. We've changed that young man's DNA. This is a very important pictures. So watch this. So this is the two of our interns. That's Afri from Oral Roberts. That's uh, uh, Gregory from Kendall from um, Grand Canyon. So they're teeing it up. They slap the high five and they're here. They are on the way down. You know what these are pictures of? That's just kids having fun. And look where they are. They're in the driveway of the White House. Okay, right in front of the house that Donald Trump, the devil himself, lives in. 
who they, which is what they thought of the beginning of the summer. They stopped and took time to take this high five selfie. You know what that says to me? We flipped the switch. They've turned a corner. All they know is that we had a tremendous, we had the time of our lives last summer. They're not thinking Republican, conservative, liberal. They're not thinking about any of that stuff. This is an imprint. They don't know it, but this is an imprint that will last them the rest of their lives. I said at the beginning, we can't have another intern class picture that looked like that last one. Well, this is Kathy McMorris Rogers' class, and that's AFRI from Oral Roberts University right there. We got one, okay? We haven't arrived, but we've left. This is Congressman Ken Buck. Congressman Buck's a tremendous friend. He's been a great supporter of this program. This is what Hannah, right here, said to me. I realize that Republican ideas aren't all bad. There's good people in both parties, there's bad. There's good ideas in both parties, there's bad. Nobody has a lock on righteousness or on virtue. Maybe we need to give them a chance. And here's some news. Congressman Buck went to a Republican retreat, Republican conference in, uh, I think it was September or so, and presented this program in a micro kind of a way and said, these guys, we're doing something here that needs to get done. Who would be willing to host an intern? Hands went up all over the room. Republican legislators from all over the country said, I'd be willing to. And now we are sending I've committed to 40 interns this summer, 40. Forty young African-American students from colleges and institutions from coast to coast will leave on June 3rd, report and check into their dorms at George Washington on June 3rd, show up for work on June 4th, work through July 21st and fly home on July 22nd. We pay for everything. All they have to cover is their metro pass. And I might even find a way to cover that because we want this to be first class. So having accepted the challenge of providing 40 interns, and as we speak, we are interviewing and placing them. As you sit in this room, there are interviews going on right now. I flew down, so now I'm making the rounds to our historical, to our HBCs, historical black colleges and universities, trying to develop relationships with the place, the career placement offices. I went to Florida A&M University, the oldest HBC in the state of Florida. This is about six weeks ago. Called ahead and had 12 students that I pre-screened plus about three or four faculty members in the room. Gave them a presentation not unlike this one, only with a slightly different twist, of course. I interviewed these students. Of the 12, four of them confessed to me on the phone. I'm in Colorado, they're in Florida, nothing to lose, right? They told me on the phone that they are Black Lives Matter activists. Standing in the streets, holding signs, blocking traffic, the whole nine. I said, well, come anyway, come hear what I have to say. And I gave them a presentation that basically sounds like, look, this has to change. We're getting nowhere. This business of looking at conservatives as the enemy is getting us nowhere. I've been on this earth 50 years. It's worse now than it ever has been. Come and hear what I have to say. So they came. So we had. 12 students and three faculty come listen to my presentation at Florida A&M. Uh, there's a, a, a dirty selfie, but uh, there's me and those kids. 12 students, four Black Lives Matter activists. I got back to my hotel room, woke up the next morning, checked my inbox. You know how many applications I had to become interns? 12. 12. 
every single one of them said, he's right. We've got to change this. Even if I don't agree with those Republicans, I hate what they stand for, I'm better off inside the moat than outside, I'll give it a shot. So we're interviewing these students as we speak. So Paul and I spoke the other day, we were talking about Marcus, whom FreedomWorks has agreed to host as an intern. So FreedomWorks is not just talking it, but they're backing it up by walking it. And they're gonna take one of our interns too. That's him right there, Paul, we'll talk about it later. But they have agreed to host it. So they, on the other side of the fence, have said the same thing that these students have. He's right. We've got to do this, we've got to try, we've got to start putting real effort into making this happen. So these students are going to leave on June 3rd, they're gonna work on Capitol Hill, except for the ones that work places like FreedomWorks, maybe that'll be two or three, and they are gonna get their DNA changed this summer. And then they go back to their schools, they go back home, they go back to their parents, they go back to their fraternities. People say, what'd you do over the summer? Had a great time. Worked for Senator Rand Paul, worked for, for, for Mike Lee, worked for whoever I worked for, and boy, I wanna tell you, my perceptions were completely wrong about these people. They don't hate us, they have some different views, but there's nothing wrong with that. So we're starting to change their DNA. These young people, we're checking two boxes. We're getting the millennials, and we're getting the future, the future population of African-Americans. Because you know what? These 19-year-olds will one day be 59-year-olds. And their recollection and their formative thoughts about conservatives and conservative policy is being established right here and right now. Now, is 9 or 40 enough to make a difference? Probably not. I know that. But you got to start somewhere. We haven't arrived, but thank God we've left. And how do I know that we didn't just host the next Alan West, the next Mia Love, the next Condoleezza Rice? I don't know that we haven't done that. So we are slowly but surely working on changing the DNA of these people one at a time. Because here's what Republicans wish we had. Here's what I wish we had. A magic wand. And we could just wave it. And by waving that thing, we magically affect 4 million people. 4 million black Americans, poof, suddenly realize, I'd love to have that thing, but I don't. The only way we you can look good do in this that suit, Derek. is one heart, one spirit at a time. One kitchen table. One street. One community. It's the only way. We have not yet arrived, but we've left. Thank you, Adam, for the opportunity to present to these people tonight. Brothers and sisters, I love you. Pray for us and for the success of this program because in 10 years, 40 years, 70 years, after you and I, are, we're, we're, we're dry, rotting bones. This program will have changed the world. So that was at the FreedomWorks Restore Liberty Conference in Naples, Florida in 2018. So at that point, we'd only had one intern class. Uh, 2017 was our first, and I was recruiting for 2018 at that time. But now it's 2022. And on Thursday, I'm gonna give you a thorough update on where we stand today. But here's what a cynic would be asking. And I'm a cynic, right? I'm from Missouri right? Show me. Does it work? Okay, you're sending these kids, you're flying them all around, you're paying for their summer housing, and they're getting to meet all these dignitaries, but is it working? 
Are we actually changing DNA? I'm going to close the show with cut number two, which is the direct answer to that question. This is a video you can find on my YouTube channel. It's called In Their Own Words. Watch and be and take heart, patriots. This is going to lift your spirits. Zach, roll it. There it is. It can be done. Uh, do I know it can be done? Because I'm doing it. www.pocinterns.com. Throw that website up real quick, um, Zach, just so people can get a look. www.pocc, People of Color Capital, interns.com. Some of you are longtime partners with the RMBC, financial partners. You've been given $10 a month since the day we met nine years ago. And if you're not a financial partner, I hope you'll consider becoming one. You want to know where your money's going? You just saw it. You just saw it. We are making a difference. Look, I'm not recruiting. I'm not looking for little Derek Wilburns. I'm a right winger. I'm very conservative. Everybody knows that. I don't hide it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not looking for little Derek's to put into this program, as you just saw. My criteria are... Uh, are you willing to work hard? Are you bright, open-minded, articulate? Are you going to be a good representative of my organization and of your school? And if so, you're hireable. I don't need you to be Clarence Thomas Light. In fact, some of our best interns have been from the farthest left. So we're recruiting. I am recruiting, hiring, and placing. We had an intern get hired today. As a matter of fact, the next intern class will show up on June 5th. So about uh, whatever that is, six or seven weeks from today, our next intern, intern class shows up in June. And we're going to change the DNA of another batch. And that's the only way we can do it. One at a time. There is no magic formula. So this has been part one of the POCC interns presentation. If you liked what you just saw, Come back to Uncle Tom Talks Thursday night. I'm going to give you the hammer. I'm going to give you part two. And we're going to break down each of the last five internship classes. And those of you who are financial contributors, you're going to see exactly where your dollars have been spent. Those of you who are not, you're going to want to become. Because I would argue this program has done more to reach the ethnic minority population in this country in the last five years. With me and some, some duct tape, bailing wire, Toothpicks and matches. That's about all I've got. Uh, you know, flying on the flying on the wing of the plane around the tail. I'm sitting so far in back. I would argue that this program has done more to improve ethnic minority relations than the Republican Party with twenty million dollars has done in ten years. And I just showed you the evidence. Come back to Uncle Tom Talks Thursday night. I'm Derek Wilburn signing off. POCC interns part two comes at you at four o'clock. Mountain Time, Thursday afternoon. Take us out, Zach. Sounds good. Thank you guys again. This is Uncle Tom Talks on a lovely Tuesday evening promoting the freedom of speech that we all have. It's a beautiful thing, and we need to respect it. We need to acknowledge our, our brothers and sisters who are working together, everyone who is making a difference in the country. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Uncle Tom Talks. He will be back 
on Thursday, 4 p.m. Mountain, and he will be hitting you with the part two. So thank you guys again. Really do appreciate it. We just want to let you all know we love you and God bless.